From the book, Let Your Leadership Speak, How to Lead and Be Heard, my chapter on becoming an ethical leader. We give every appearance of sleepwalking through a dangerous passage of history. We see life-threatening problems, but we do not act. We are anxious, but immobilized. I do not find the problems themselves as frightening as the questions they raise concerning our capacity to gather our forces and act. Suppose that we have lost the capacity to motivate ourselves for arduous exertions on behalf of the group. In 1990, the late Dr. John W. Gardner, noted author, psychologist, veteran, and former Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare, wrote the above prophetic and cautionary introduction to the book on leadership. Clearly, these are questions we would ask under normal circumstances. But after the horrific acts of September 11, 2001, we must all stand before the mirror of self-examination, search our deepest souls, and ask, can I motivate myself to act on behalf of a larger good? What am I willing to sacrifice myself for? What can I do? Does one person really make a difference? How does one person become an ethical leader in today's complex world? During our time together in this chapter, I will provide support for the following answers to those questions. Yes, the time is now. This is the moment to act. Your deepest held beliefs, values, and principles are the things that you should sacrifice for. What can you do? Anything you commit yourself to do. What difference can you make? A world of difference. And how do you become an ethical leader in today's complex world? Let me tell you how. This chapter is devoted to helping you learn to actualize your full potential for leadership. It concerns the development of your character, and it teaches you a four-step ethical model for decision-making that leaders can use in any situation to resolve intrapersonal, interpersonal, and group conflict situations in a community-building and enhancing manner. There are some basic assumptions I would like you to consider before we move on. These are, leadership without ethics is despotism. Ethical leadership without character is like a home built on sand it will not stand the test of time. Leadership, ethics, and character without community exist only in the person and are therefore isolated concept rather than lived realities. As an educator, I want to teach you to become an ethical leader who participates in the creation of genuine human community, where individuals can become women and men of character. This is my purpose in this chapter and in my life as an educator. I'm not talking about a quick fix. Rather, I offer you tools that you may first use to become a contributor to the common good and then to emerge as a leader who inspires others to make a difference. When will this process be completed? When you take your last breath. I am proposing a lifetime of learning, a journey towards a world lived in community with others. If this seems idealistic or unattainable, consider the alternative to genuine human community. Isolation, fear, and hopelessness. Can one live like that? Consider the words of Laura Papano in her book, The Connection Gap. We end up belonging to and identifying with a mass market, a faceless public. We bond in our minds through orchestrated public experiences that we consume privately. We feel familiar, even intimate, with people who arrive every evening on our television screens, who speak with us every morning via radio as we shower or commute, who are faithfully online, who come alive on the big screen, and whom we fret over and identify with through pages of celebrity magazines. We love Oprah. Some even expect her to handle their bills. Prepubescent girls are crazy for Leo. 
We rely on Don Imus to grouse and Dr. Laura to set us straight. These and many others are important voices in national life. But even as we identify with particular public figures, we remain alone. We may write, call in, appear in the studio audience, but it remains a one-way relationship that cannot replace local ties. And yet it seems easier to engage as part of this super public than as part of a real community. And how right she is. Leaders must engage in the community. Ethical leaders engage ethically and responsibly, but how, when, with whom? We will tackle these questions together on the path to becoming an ethical leader. But first we must ask why. Why be concerned with the character issue? Why engage ethically with others in genuine community? And why connect at all when it's easier not to? Webster's Dictionary defines ethics as the discipline dealing with what is good and bad and with my moral duty and obligation. Ethics concerns a set of moral principles or values. Ethics are principles of conduct governing individuals or groups. As leaders of industry, emerging student leaders, organizational leaders, and leaders of our own lives, we must ask the fundamental question, why engage ethically? It is my belief that the answer is straightforward. To not do so results in anarchy, with and between persons. Chaos is a wonderful theory, but rarely results in a meaningful course of ethical action. We engage in ethical connections with others not only because it gives us personal fulfillment, but also because it gives our lives meaning, purpose, and direction toward a common good. Martin Buber said, all real life is encounter. The fundamental fact of human existence is person with person. Real life, yours and mine, involves relationships with others. Born out of the relationship between one person and another, we naturally seek relationships with other human beings. We seek intimacy and relation our entire lives. Relationships are as important to human beings as air, water, and food. Not options, but necessities. So it is with relationships and connections with others. Real life is best lived out in quality interpersonal relationships within a larger community of connections between persons and groups. Finally, why engage with others by connecting in communities driven by character? Heraclitus said, character is our destiny. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. said, intelligence plus character, that is the goal of a true education. Martin Buber stated, education worthy of the name is essentially the education of character. Get it? Rooted in the Greek language, character has come to mean the constellation of strengths and weaknesses that form and reveal who we really are. Some say character is what we do when no one is looking. So I ask, what shall we do? Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. I propose that you decide to be an ethical person, a person of good character, a principled, engaged, community-minded person who decides this very day to make a difference not only on your own behalf, but for the common good. I want you to see this decision as central to your life today, tomorrow, and always. These values are at the very core of your being and are the cornerstone of civilization. With them, we live together in hope. Without them, we tremble alone in fear. It truly is a matter of life and death, this choice between being alone and being engaged, connected or disconnected. No choice is more essential to our survival than this one. So which will you lead by, life or death? Consider that the choice of life means to engage in ethical behavior based on principles of character directed toward the common good. Conversely, the choice of death means to refuse to accept personal responsibility for the betterment of the world. Choose life, connection, character, principle, and community. Mark Twain said, In matters of opinion, swim with the fish, but in matters of principle, stand firm like a rock.
Learning to lead with ethics and character means learning to make ethical decisions based on a model that facilitates behavior contributing to the common good. I would now like to share with you a four-step model for ethical decision making that will help you do just that. It is time to move from the philosophical to the practical, from goal to objective. Assuming I've convinced you why we need to become ethical leaders, let us now consider how, when, and with whom. Shakespeare said, no legacy is so rich as honesty. The four questions of ethical decision making. The truth is this, ethical leaders must ask themselves four central questions before engaging in actions which will have an impact on others. I'm indebted to Dr. J. Wesley Robb of the University of Southern California for his understanding of the importance of a model for ethical decision making. Why do we engage in ethical leadership? Because it is the foundation of a civilized society and world. How do we begin this process? By discovering a model for ethical decision making and putting it into practice. When do we do this? Now and forevermore. And with whom? With every person who is willing to engage with us in the creation of communities based on character for enhancement of the common good. Lao Tzu in the Tao Te Ching wrote, the journey of a thousand miles begins beneath your feet. Let's get moving. For the emerging leader, this process might seem daunting. The process also might seem daunting if you've been the leader of an organization for many years. There are challenges and obstacles on the way of turning a vision into a reality and of leading with integrity, morality, and a steady sense of right and wrong. Whether you've had a successful history or not, the important thing is to get started. You might be wondering, how do I follow my voice, my plan, and not the one my parents or guardians laid out for me? How can I make my mark in the world? Is there more to life than making money? How do I make an ethical decision in today's fast-paced world? It would be fabulous if I could give you a ready-wrapped answer to go to these and many other questions you will ask yourself late in the night. It has been my experience that simple solutions do not fit complex problems. I can, however, share with you a framework that will give your decision-making a system, a plan, something that will help you develop as an ethical leader. I've also provided a variety of examples to illustrate how to use the following four questions on your way to making an ethical decision. These are the essential questions of ethical leadership. One, what is my motive in doing this act? What is my intention? Two, what is the applicable law or policy governing this act? Three, what are the possible consequences of my actions? And four, what are my moral principles regarding this act? We can and must make a positive impact on the world by making ethical decisions which establish an integrity, a life-giving dimension to our interactions with others. You can live well and prosper by doing what is right, looking out for your neighbor's well-being as well as your own. For example, should I cheat on a test? What is my motive? To do better on the test and make up for a lack of honest preparation. What is the applicable law or policy? The honor code forbids cheating and may demand my suspension if my cheating comes to light. What are the possible consequences? A better grade or suspension and embarrassment? What are my moral principles regarding cheating? I'm tempted, but I was taught cheating was wrong. Problem areas include, what if I don't care about being caught? What if I was not taught that cheating is wrong? But these questions prove my point. You can only ignore the fact that cheating is wrong if you are unethical, unprincipled, and a person of questionable character. Students sometimes tell me, there are usually a number of choices that could be ethical and right given slight interpretation of the circumstances. I usually respond, you're right, but there's always one choice a little more right than the others. Here's another example. Should I drop GHB into someone's drink? What is my motive? Is it intimacy I want? Sex? A relationship? Couldn't these all be better achieved with a conscious and willing participating partner? What is the applicable law or policy? Drugs are against the law. 
What are the possible consequences? I might have sex, but I might also be convicted of rape, contributory negligence, or wrongful death. These drugs can cause permanent brain damage or even death even after a single use. What are my moral principles? It seems like a long time ago, but I was taught to treat other people like I'd like to be treated. Potential problem areas include what if I wasn't taught basic values such as treating others like I want to be treated? Or what if I was abused and do not intend to treat people any better than I was treated? Again, a lack of character-driven education and unethical choices results in harm for at least one of the parties, proving the point that ethical leadership is needed to teach and make good decisions that do not harm individuals, but rather help people to live in community with each other. One last example, should I feed this homeless person? What is my intention? Is it to help someone out or to put something good on my resume? What is the applicable law or policy? This isn't relevant here. What are the consequences? Well, he, he eats and I feel better about myself. What are my moral principles? I think it is important to take care of those less fortunate than myself. Potential problem areas include what if I think people get what they deserve in life and since this guy's homeless, he deserves to go hungry. What if I don't really care? What if I only want to put something like worked with the homeless on my resume? There is so much that needs to be done that we cannot afford the luxury of worrying about the motivation behind the good action. If the chooser selects isolation and disconnection, someone gets hurt, once again demonstrating the need for ethical conduct for the common good. My friend Dr. Craig Franz says, the right thing for the wrong reason is still the right thing. The ethical decision-making model clearly works. Becoming a person of character and integrity means narrowing the gap between what you say and what you do and increasing your concern for the well-being of others as well as yourself. And now is the time to make that decision to be an ethical leader. Why? Kay Lyons said, yesterday's a canceled check. Tomorrow's a promissory note. Today is the only cash you have, so spend it wisely. Undoubtedly, the events of September 11th and after have taught us all how precious life is how much we should immerse ourselves in the present with our friends and family, and what happens when others choose to act in an immoral, unethical manner. Leadership in the 21st century demands engagement, integrity, and character-driven ethical action. Are you ready? Can you become this kind of leader? The answer, I believe, is a resounding yes. Regardless of your age, position, place of residence, or even if you have one. Leadership, role, race, religion, and the like, I am filled with hope that your potential to enhance your ethical leadership will be fulfilled. Becoming a leader with integrity depends upon this understanding. Say what you mean, do what you say, and when you don't, admit it. No one will ask you to be a saint in order to be a leader. But everyone wants a leader who behaves ethically, who is a man or woman of integrity, whose spirit is governed by character and a deep sense of commitment to community and the common good. And ethical leadership begins with you right now, right here. Take the first step and begin your journey toward becoming an ethical leader. Do not be immobilized by fear or by the scope of our problems. Do not sleepwalk through history or through your own life. Make your mark by making the decision to care, to hope, and to love today. In summary, the discipline of ethics is concerned with making judgments of good and bad, right and wrong, as well as moral duty and obligation. Ethical leaders are not born, rather they are made by a series of decisions and the consequences of those decisions. Before acting, ask yourself these questions. Why am I doing this? What is the applicable law or policy? What are the potential consequences? 
and what are my moral principles relevant to my choices. Real life demands authentic relationships with other people lived out in genuine community with others. And finally, becoming a person of character and integrity means narrowing the gap between what you say and what you do. It means increasing the amount you care for the well-being of others as well as yourself. It is never too late to become the person you've always dreamed you could become.